Tempted and tried, we're oft made to wonder why it should be thus all the day long. While there are others living about us, never. Greetings and welcome to Farther Along. This service is an offering from Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, to assist your daily devotions through a series of meditations on Luther's small catechism. This eight-week series takes a few moments to reflect upon what God has given us to believe, teach, and confess through his humble servant, Martin Luther. 
Today's devotion follows the order of Matins found on page 219 in the Lutheran Service Book. Matins is a traditional morning service that the church has used in daily devotions for centuries. It focuses the mind upon the beginning of the day that the Lord has made. May the word of God that will be shared in this devotion richly bless you through the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Today's office hymn is Mansions Over the Hilltop. I'm satisfied with just the kindness below. 
Today's small catechism reading is the seventh commandment. You shall not steal. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way, but help him to improve and protect his possessions and income. Today's large catechism reading comes from the Ten Commandments, paragraphs 222 to 231. You shall not steal. After the commandment about you personally and your spouse, next comes the commandment about temporal property. God also wants property protected. He has commanded that no one shall take away from or diminish his neighbor's possessions. For to steal is nothing else than to get possession of another's property wrongfully. Briefly, this includes all kinds of advantage and all sorts of trade to the disadvantage of our neighbor. Now this is indeed quite a widespread and common vice, but it is so little considered and noticed that it surpasses all measure. So if all thieves who did not want to be known as thieves were to be hanged on the gallows, the world would soon be devastated. There would be a lack both of executioners and gallows. 
For as we have just said, to steal means not only emptying our neighbor's money box and pockets, it also means grasping property in the market, in all stores, booths, wine and beer cellars, workshops, in short, wherever there is trading or taking and giving of money for merchandise or labor. Let me explain this somewhat plainly for the common people, that it may be seen how godly we are. For example, consider a manservant or maidservant who does not serve faithfully in the house, does damage or allows damage to be done when it could be prevented. He ruins and neglects the goods entrusted to him by laziness, idleness, or hate to the spite and sorrow of master and mistress. In whatever way this can be done purposely, I'm not talking about what happens by mistake and against one's will, you can in a year steal 30 or 40 florins. If another servant had taken that much money secretly or carried it away, he would be hanged with the rope. But here you, while conscious of such a great theft, may even express defiance and become rude, and no one dare call you a thief. I say the same about mechanics, workmen, and day laborers. They all follow their evil thoughts and never know enough ways to overcharge people while they are lazy and unfaithful in their work. All these are far worse than burglars who we can guard against with locks and bolts and, if caught, can be treated in such a way that they will not commit the crime again. But against unfaithful workers no one can guard. No one even dares to give them an angry look or accuse them of theft. One would rather lose ten times as much money from his purse. For here are my neighbors good friends, my own servants, from whom I expect every faithful and diligent service, yet they cheat me most of all. Furthermore, in the market and in common trade also, this practice is in full swing and forced to the greatest extent. There one openly cheats another with bad merchandise, false measures, weights, and coins, and by nimbleness and strange finances, or he takes advantage of him with clever tricks. Likewise, one overcharges another in a trade and greedily drives a hard bargain, skins and distresses him. Who can repeat or think of all these acts? To sum up, this is the most common trade and largest union on the earth. If we consider the world through all conditions of life, it is nothing but a vast, wide sales booth full of great thieves. Therefore, some are also called swivel chair robbers, land and highway robbers, not picklocks and burglars. For they snatch away easy money, but they sit on a chair at home and are styled great noblemen and honorable pious citizens. They rob and steal in a way assumed to be good. Yes, here we might be silent about the petty individual thieves if we were to attack the great, powerful arch-thieves with whom lords and princes keep company. These thieves daily plunder not only a city or two, but all of Germany. Indeed, where should we place the head and supreme protector of all thieves, the holy chair at Rome, with all its train of attendants, which has grabbed by theft the wealth of all the world and holds it to this day? This is, in short, the way of the world. Whoever can steal and rob openly goes free and secure, unmolested by anyone, and even demands that he be honored. Meanwhile, the little burglars, who have once trespassed, must bear the shame and punishment to make the former thieves appear godly and honorable. But let such open thieves know that in God's sight they are the greatest thieves. He will punish them as they are worthy and deserve. Today's reading from Holy Scripture comes to us from the book of Joshua, chapter 7, verses 10 through 26. Several verses the Lord of said a beautiful Joshua, life. Get up. Why have you most fallen of us on your know that here by Israel memory? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Therefore, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. I will be with them no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Get up. Consecrate the people and say, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, for thus says the Lord God of Israel. There are devoted things in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. 
In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought near by your tribes. And the tribe that the Lord takes by lot shall come near by clans. And the clan that the Lord takes shall come near by households. And the household that the Lord takes shall come near man by man. And he who is taken with the devoted things shall be burned with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has done an outrageous thing in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel near tribe by tribe, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought near the clans of Judah, and the clan of the Zerites was taken. And he brought by, and he brought near the clan of the Zerites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought near his household man by man, and Achan the son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah was taken. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord God of Israel, and give praise to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua, Truly I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful cloak from Shinar, and two hundred shekels of silver, and a bar of gold weighing fifty shekels, then I coveted them and took them. And see, they are hidden in the earth inside my tent, with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent. And behold, it was hidden in his tent, with the silver underneath. And they took him out of the tent, and brought them to Joshua and to all the people of Israel. And they laid them down before the Lord. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, and the silver and the cloak and the bar of gold, and his sons and daughters, and his oxen and donkeys and sheep and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones. They burned them with fire and stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Then the Lord turned from his burning anger. Therefore, to this day, the name of that place is called the Valley of Achor. Today's commentary on the Holy Scriptures comes to us from St. Basil the Great's preface on the judgment of God. Accordingly, I find, in taking up the Holy Scriptures, that in the Old and New Testament, contumacy toward God is clearly condemned, not in consideration of the number or heinousness of transgressions, but in terms of a single violation of any precept whatsoever, and further, that the judgment of God covers all forms of disobedience. In the Old Testament, I read of the frightful end of Achan and the account of the man who gathered wood on the Sabbath day. Neither of these men was guilty of any other offense against God, nor had they wronged a man in any way, small or great. But the one, merely for his first gathering of wood, paid the inescapable penalty and did not have an opportunity to make amends. For by the command of God, he was forthwith stoned by all his people. The other, only because he had pilfered some part of the sacrificial offerings, even though these had not yet been brought into the synagogue, nor had been received by those who performed this function, was the cause not only of his own destruction, but of that also of his wife and children, and of his house and personal possessions besides. Moreover, the evil consequences of his sin would presently have spread like fire over his nation. And this too, although the people did not know what had occurred, and had not excused the sinner, unless his people, sensing the anger of God from the destruction of the men who were slain, had promptly been struck with fear, and unless Joshua, son of Nun, sprinkling himself with dust, had prostrated himself together with the ancients, and unless the culprit, discovered thus by lot, had paid the penalty mentioned above. Perhaps someone will raise the objection that these men might plausibly be suspected of other sins for which they were overtaken by these punishments, yet the Holy Scripture made mention of these sins alone as very serious and worthy of death. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. 
O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Thank you once again for listening to Farther Along, an outreach of Redeemer Evangelical Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. You are invited to join us each Sunday at 4201 Regent Avenue North, right off the intersection of Highway 100 and 42nd Avenue. Just look for Jesus blessing the travelers along the highway. Our worship services are 9 a.m. We have Bible classes for all ages starting at 1030. Everyone is welcome to hear the Word of God as He seeks to bless you as you journey through this world. The liturgical parts of the service today have been taken from recordings of the Seminary Contari from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Farther along was recorded by Dolly Parton, Emmylou Harris, and Linda Ronstadt. The hymn of the day has been taken from public domain sources and linked to the readings for the day. On behalf of Redeemer Lutheran Church in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, I encourage you to be back next time to hear another edition of Farther Along.